Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Thank you for listening and being a part of Seeking the Kingdom. God willing, we plan to have a new episode for you every Friday morning. And we pray that by listening to these sermons, your faith would increase and that we would grow together as one in the body of Christ. God bless. You guys a lot of exercise, but I've been with Stazan Glad. What about the Devleski? Amen. God bless your church. Oh, hallelujah. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this night tonight, Mogadil. I ask more that you bless the pastors on the water by the villages, Mogadil. You said more that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Mogadil. As he speaks more that every word bless everyone's heart more that they receive it upon good foundation more that we thank you and give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God some glory. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I may we've been having men's Bible study. And we've been going through the book of Acts. And I won't, uh, I won't just speak for myself. I'll speak for everyone. Everyone who comes to the meetings. If you're not coming to the meetings, I'm not calling you. I'm not telling you you should come. I'm telling you you have to come. Because we're learning how to become a church. We're learn- God is giving us the design of the church that made this world a better place. And two... For too long, the church has been stagnant. Too long, the church has just been relaxing. And in the book of Acts, it's about the acts. It's about the acts and the actions of the believers. And it's important for the men of God, if you want to be a man of God, it's important to have a Bible study. Not that we all grow together, that we all grow together and change our city for the glory of God because that's what they did in the book of Acts and as we're going through the book of Acts we come to chapter 12 and I told the Shavuah you guys are going to share in the Bible study on chapter 12 because I'm going to pray about the Lord letting me share on a Thursday night about the Acts 12 in this story which is a great great story and so much in it kind of show me show me what I need to hear, what your people need to hear. And it started with this, dark times give light to great victories. And maybe you don't understand that, so I'll try to explain it the best I can. This is the way I've seen it. Have you ever come from the outside when it's bright and sunny? And then you go into somewhere where there's no light and you stay for a while and you're there for a while and then when you come outside, it's the same light, it's the same sunshine, the light didn't get any brighter, it's just because you stood in the dark so long that the light seemed brighter. You got me? And that's what happens when we go through tough times, dark times, when suffering happens. And in the book of Acts, we see that Christians always went through hard times, but you know what? Those dark times, shine the light on a greater victory because when the victory comes it's greater because you know how dark the time was 
When the victory comes, when the prayer is answered, you're going to know how much greater it is. And you're going to appreciate it even more because you stood in the dark for a while. And the dark's not easy. The dark is hard. It's tough. You can't see. You can't understand. You get hurt. You bump into things. But when the light peeks through, there's something inside you that just... It's better than it just if it would have come in the daytime. It's better if it just would have come. Now it's even greater. Now it's even greater. And we're going to take it from um, Acts chapter 12, verse 1. It was about this time that King Herod, Herod, arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this met the approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize. He captured Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread, which is Passover. After arresting him, Peter, he put him in a prison, handing him over to the guard. Handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Herod, because he was a part Jew. He was from the, 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 the tribe of Esau. Jacob's brother. He was an Edomite. And he was married to a Jew. So he had a desire to be a, a Jewish guy. He had a desire to, to prove something to the Jews. So when he saw that he killed James, James is uh, uh, the brother of John, the sons of thunder, Penalingo, Jesus. And when he killed James, he saw that it pleased the Jews, so he grabbed Peter. And Herod is not his name. Herod's a pres- Herod uh, is a, a title like the president. President Biden, President Trump. Herod is the title. This is not the Herod. Uh, I, I want to show you. It's the same enemy, but different faces. Herod the Great was the one we know that, uh, that it didn't kill the babies when he was looking for Jesus. Herod... Herod, Harry, Herod, pardon me, Herod Antipas, Herod Antipas killed John the Baptist in the days of Jesus. Herod Agrippa, which is the one we're reading about, is persecuting the Christians by killing James. And then later on, we're going to read about Herod, uh, uh, well, in the Bible study, we're going to read about Herod Agrippa II, who Paul goes in front of and preaches. Even though it's different, it's the same enemy. And all of us tonight, in our dark times, might be different faces, but it's the same enemy. Might be sickness, might be trouble, might be worries, fear, doubt. It might be someone, something, but it's all the same enemy. It's all the same enemy. 
And that enemy brings dark times. Dick Somotol. Body, it was the time King Herod arrested some belonged to the church intending to persecute them. And he had James, Penemansa James. He had James, the brother of John, put to death by the sword. Why not save James? Why allow James to die? Because later on we learn Peter gets set free. So why not allow James to get set free? Why did Peter, why did, why did James have to die? I'm sure they prayed for James. And just like sometimes we pray and sometimes we're disappointed in our prayers, I'm sure the church prayed for James, but then Herod killed him with the sword. And I'm sure that that was a blow on the church, a dark time for the church. One of our own died. What happened? Why not save James? Here's my reasons for saving James. Number one, James was chosen by Jesus Christ. Great reason to save him. Lord, you chose him. Why let him die? Number two, he was a follower of Jesus. You don't hear him going astray. You don't hear like Peter denying him. You don't hear like Judas selling him out. He followed him to the end. Lord, why not save him? Number three, he was part of the tree. He was part of the trio. You know, he went to see Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration. They took Peter, James, and John. James was one of them. He's part of the, 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 he's part of the tree that went into the house of Jairus and saw Jairus' daughter rise from the dead. Lord, you showed them all these things. Why not save them? He's half, of the, he's half of the sons of thunder. A guy who was powerful, a guy who was excited. They, Jesus called him that because he was excited to do it. He wanted to do a lot of things for God. He wanted to sit at the right hand of Jesus. Or the left hand, he didn't care. He just asked to sit on the right and the left, both brothers. But he was excited. Lord, why not save Here's my reasons to let James die. These are my reasons to let him live. Great reasons. And would you guys agree? Good reasons? Here's my reasons to let him die. Zero. There's no reason. I don't understand, Uncle Danny. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. But I'm not God. And he had his reasons. Sometimes we go through dark times and I don't know why, I don't understand it, but I'm not God. And he has his reasons. And I may never understand why good people suffer. I don't know why children get sick. I don't know why good people die. I don't know why things happen in this world but we can't understand. I don't know why constantly we're praying on the Instagram for people with cancer, people with heart trouble, people who passed away, children that are sick. And I don't understand it. But I'm not God. And God has its reasons. But those reasons, I trust, those reasons will be a brighter light on the victory. Those dark times 
these dark times, when those babies get healed, it's going to be a brighter time to pronounce. There's no more autism because we were in a dark time where we prayed for autistic children. But now here it is, the healing of God. And the babies are going to speak. I don't know why people get sick, but in the dark time of cancer, when cancer is healed, that darkness is going to make the victory shine even brighter. I don't know why we're praying for families who lost loved ones, but when we meet them in heaven, it's going to make the dark times shine even better. Dark times shine a light on the brighter victory. Dark times make the victories bright. I think someone told it was about that time we read that. He had James dead. And when he saw that it met the approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread, which is the Passover. Penemans saw Passover. There's something about Passover when you read the Bible, Wally. Every time you see Passover, it shows the power of God. You first see Passover in Egypt. When every firstborn of Egypt is being killed, the Christians are passed over. The power of God. When every child in Egypt, the firstborn is being killed under judgment, the ones who have the blood over the door, you see the power of God that that angel of death passes over. In the times of Jesus, in the upper room, Jesus goes and declares his debt to the disciples. What a dark time. What a dark time for the disciples. You're going to leave us. You're going to die. But on that Passover night, it wasn't so hard for the Christians because just around the corner was Resurrection Sunday. And though it was hard, though it was tough on the upper room, but on the day of resurrection, it made that even brighter. And here, it's Passover. James is dead. Peter is arrested. What a dark time. And maybe we can relate to dark times. But here's what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you truly are unleavened for indeed Christ indeed Christ is our Passover he was the sacrifice for us so Jesus Jesus is the strength of God Jesus is the power of God and that same Passover that we see in Egypt and that we see at the cross Christ now in our dark times is that Passover and we can pass over from the dark to light. Because Jesus is with us, never leaving us, never forsaking us. He's always there. Jesus is my Passover and the power. And let me tell you something. Jesus shows me what I need to get victory. Jesus will always show me. When you study the Bible, you'll see that if you look at Jesus, everything he did brought glory to God and brought victory. So when I want to be like Jesus and I follow, I'll see 
that I'll get victory. Jesus was a praying. Jesus was a prayer person, a praying man. Jesus was God. But yet he slipped away, Uncle Danny Tehujupi. Jesus was God, but yet he got up early. Tehujupi. Jesus was God, but yet he prayed. After arresting Peter, Herod put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each, 16 guards over time. Can you imagine that? Two guards that are chained to him and two guards that are watching the door. And then every so often they change it, two new guards and two new guards. And then again they change it, two new guards and two new guards. There's no way out, Rick. There's, Herod's got it covered. There's two guys at the door, and there's two guys. He's not going to get away. And as soon as this Passover is over, I'm bringing him out, and I'm going to please the Jews and chop this guy's head off too. That's Herod's plan. Soon as Passover, not cool. I don't want to disrespect the Jews. So soon as Passover is over, Peter's going down. Four squads. Howard intended to bring him out. Public trial after Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church. Somebody read this with me. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Amen. There's no way out. There's no hope. He's in a dark cell. The Christians are being persecuted by Herod. Herod's out to get the Christians. But all they got is all they use. And that is prayer. Jesus is the power of God. He's our Passover. And Jesus equips us with a great weapon. And that weapon is prayer. I got God. The church is not just praying. They're earnestly praying. Penemans are earnestly. With all their hearts. With all they got, they're praying. With everything of their might, the church is praying. We've seen some dark times in these days, in the past days. Right? Last two years, beautiful men and women of God taken to heaven without reason to us I don't know why did this happen I don't know and some in chains of fear and bondage anxiety and worries but it's that darkness that shines a light on what is needed for the church now prayer prayer penance of prayer for the great victory to come. Great victory will come. We have to be a people of hope. In your dark time, you can't just give up. You got to be a people of hope. We have to be a people of hope and have to trust that prayer, prayer will bring victory. That prayer will bring change. That prayer will change the circumstance. Give God glory. And here we see that happening. Right now we see that happening. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared. A light shone, shone, shined in the, in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. 
Quick, get up, he said. And the chains, Penemansa, the chains fell off of Peter's wrists. <laughs> the chains fell off of Peter's wrists. Chains can break in prayer. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea what was, uh, what it was. He had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought it was, he thought he was seeing a vision or a dream. They passed the first and second guards. <laughs> Listen, he's chained to two guards. The chains fall off. Why don't the guards see that? Why don't the guards understand that there's no longer a man chained to them? That's power of prayer. That's Jesus. Why don't the guards see Peter passing them on the way out? That's prayer. Give God glory for that. They passed the first and second guards. And came to the iron gate. Pedemansa, iron gate. Iron represents something strong. But nothing is stronger than your God. The God you pray to. They came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. God opened the iron gate like it was butter. No problem, Peter. Go ahead. And when we face dark times, it feels like iron. But let me tell you something. The power of prayer is that God can make a way where there seems to be no way. And they went through it. God can bring us through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me. From Herod's clutches and from everything the Jews, the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who's also called Mark. That's Mark who wrote Mark. Where many people, many people, the church had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked on the door. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. And when she recognized Peter, Peter's voice, she was so excited, overjoyed, she ran back without opening the door and exclaimed, Peter's at the door. The church is praying. Chains are broken. Doors are open. And I like she sees and she's excited. Our prayers are answered. And I would like to say that we need a church with great faith. We need a church with great faith to prayer, to pray. We need a church with unfailing faith to pray. Or I would like to say we need a church that won't that won't doubt. We need a church that won't doubt with a powerful prayer. I would like to say that we need a, well, don't clap yet. I, we, I would like to say that we need a church that won't give up on faith. A strong church that is so powerful in faith that anything can happen. I would like to say that, but that's not what happens here. That's not what happens here. Look into their response when the girl tells them, it's Peter at the door. You're out of your mind. 
That's what they said, Danny. When the little girl came to him and said, Peter's outside. They were praying. Peter's at the door. You're out of your mind. It wasn't the fate. It was their earnest prayer. Sometimes we don't understand how fate and works work together. Where I lack in faith, my earnest prayer picks up the slack. And sometimes I don't have great faith. Sometimes I don't have faith to move mountains. But God needs me to pray anyway. The person in chains needs me to pray anyway. I think so happy silo. You're out of your mind, they told her. And when she insisted that it was so, it must be an angel. But Peter kept knocking. And when they opened the door, they saw him. And they were astonished. The church simply needs to pray. People with great faith need to pray. People with little faith need to pray. People with doubt need to pray. People with worry need to pray. People with fear need to pray. The church simply needs to pray. Pray and pray again. And let God be God. And watch how what was designed to destroy you, God will destroy. Come on. You know why I say that? Watch what was designed to destroy me, God will destroy. Because it was their prayers that broke chains, opened doors. But it was their prayers that did this as well. Later on in chapter 19, Dixon was told, Herod, Herod, Herod had thoroughly searched for Peter. He, gave a, he made a, a search for him and did not find Peter. So he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. Then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Oh, Herod Pindas, the guys that were chained to him, the guys that were trying to destroy him, the guys that were going to cut his head off, oh, Herod Pindas, Mudali. And God took them out of the way. What was designed to destroy Peter, God destroyed. And whatever is designed to destroy you, God will destroy. Look what happens to Herod. Oh, Herod, they took him to a big theater and they shouted, this is the voice of a God, not a man. And immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, the angel of the Lord struck him down. And he was eaten by worms and he died. Herod, the guy who was going to persecute the church, the guy who was going to destroy Peter, destroyed, he destroyed James. And the guards that were there to destroy Peter, God destroyed them. And I want to tell you tonight, whatever your dark time is, God's going to destroy it and the brighter victory is on its way. And we can't stop praying. We can't stop praying. Dark times give great light to victories. I want you guys to see something. Ando Matthew, they're going to, uh, oh Jesus, let's go to the other side. You guys know the story. And a great storm happened. And when they climbed into the boat, the winds died down. Jesus, Uncle Danny, Tony, calms the storm. And then those who were in the boat, who was in the boat? Who was in the boat, guys? Who was in the boat? The disciples. But who was in the boat when he got in the boat? The disciples. The disciples were in the boat. When Jesus got in the boat, who was in the boat? The disciples, the guys who walked with him, the guys who seen miracles, the guys who seen him feed 5,000, the guys who were there that he did, he wrote, he made the dead rise. And these guys, then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly you are the son of God. 
Uncle Danny, wasn't he the son of God when he fed the 5,000? Wasn't he the son of God when he rose, when he made the little girl of Jairus raised from the dead? Wasn't he the son of God when he did all the miracles, when demons came out of people? Wasn't he the son of God then? But it was that dark storm. It was the fear of that dark storm that made them realize how bright the victory is and how bright the guy is that's in the boat. Jesus is in the boat with every one of us. And whatever storm we're going through, worship and praise is about to happen. God is about to bring a great worship and praise. Great victory to the church and answer our prayers. Would you say amen to that? God is about to answer our prayers. Would you say amen to that? Storms are about to end. Say amen to that. Storms are about to end. Chains are about to break. Say amen to that. Chains are about to break. Gates of iron are about to open by themselves. Would you say amen to that? Gates of iron are about to open by themselves. What was meant to destroy us will be destroyed. What was meant to destroy me, God will remove it and destroy it. Some suffering seems too heavy. Some suffering seems to have no reason or rhyme. And I don't know why we went through what we did. But I know this. It will bring a great light. That dark time we went through is going to bring a great light, David, to the victories that's ahead of us. Those dark times that we were, those people that we, we went, uh, that went away, we don't understand why. Those dark times like James, we don't understand why he went through, why he had to die. I don't understand why, why we went through the dark times we went through. But the victories we're about to see, the victories that we're about to see are going to shine a greater light to the world, to the world around us, to your homes, to your families, to the city, to the world. God is about to shine some great light. I've been with Stas. Come on, give God some glory. Nalajan, if you believe that God is going to bring some victory out of a dark time, give God some glory. Amen. Choir, come back up here for a song. I know I held you guys a little long. But I want to tell you guys something. No matter what we're facing, no matter the dark times we're going through, it's going to shine a great light on the victory. You just hold on to the victory. You just hold on to the victory and watch the chains break. Watch the doors open. Watch the healing come. Watch that sickness leave. Watch that anxiety, depression. Watch it leave because what was designed to destroy the church, God will ultimately destroy. Because he already did on the cross. He already destroyed. He already destroyed the devil and the works of the devil. The rest is easy, Rick. The church just needs to pray. Well, I don't got that great of faith. I'm worried. I'm scared. I'm a prayer warrior, not a prayer warrior. That's okay. Just keep praying. That's okay. Just keep praying. Well, I don't pray like everybody else, huh? I don't got the right, but it's okay. Just keep praying. Well, I'm not a great man of, uh, of, of God. I'm not a servant in the church. That's okay. Just keep praying. The victory is coming. Hallelujah. When they saw Peter at the door, they said, you're out of your mind. That shows me that not great legal faith. But we have to pray. Even when we doubt, even when we question, even when we're worried, even when we think it can't happen, even when we're in our darkest hour, we've got to pray. We've got to pray. 
We've got to pray. Because it's prayer. It's prayer that shows us the power of the Passover Jesus. And that Passover is going to bring resurrection. That Passover is going to bring salvation. That Passover is going to break chains. That Passover is going to open up doors. And that Passover is Jesus Christ. And tonight we're going to pray in his name. In his name. We're going to pray. And wait for our victory. Wait for our victory. And no matter the darkest time that we're in right now, or we're going through, or we went through, when we see the victory, it's going to shine a greater light. Amen. Father, we worship you tonight. Praise the Lord and praise God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seeking the Kingdom. God willing, we plan to have a new episode for you every Friday and every Saturday morning. Please continue to be a part of what God is doing at Kingdom of God Ministry in Miami, Florida. We kindly ask that you share this episode, subscribe and follow us. It would help the show to reach other people that we may further the Kingdom of God. We also ask that you keep us at the church in your daily prayers. God bless.